Welcome to the Marvell Essential Technology Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Banuelos. On today's episode, jump into a conversation with Radha Nagarajan, Senior Vice President and CTO for the Optical and Copper Connectivity Business Group, discussing the recent white paper, 2.5D Heterogeneous Integration for Silicon Photonics Engines in Optical Transceivers. Learn more about the key takeaways of heterogeneous integration, what it means for cloud data center infrastructure and use cases. Be sure to click the link in this episode's description to read more. To stay up to date on future episodes, please be sure to subscribe to the Marvell Essential Technology Podcast. Hey, Rada, thanks so much for joining today's episode. Uh, you and your team recently published a white paper, 2.5D Heterogeneous Integration for Silicon Photonics Engines in Optical Transceivers. Can you describe what is heterogeneous integration? So heterogeneous integration is a process by which you combine materials of different types on a common substrate or generally in the silicon ASIC industry side, you try to combine ASICs from different sources. So let's take this one at a time. The silicon ASIC side is a little bit easier to understand. You have a silicon main chip, perhaps from one foundry, perhaps a CPU or a GPU, and you want to integrate it with a memory module from a completely different supplier on the same substrate, a single substrate. This forms a highly integrated system. This is heterogeneous from the foundry perspective. The paper we published takes it a little further. We used the silicon photonics chip as the integration platform on which we integrated amplifiers, not only from a different foundry, but a different technology itself, silicon germanium being integrated directly onto a silicon CMOS-like silicon photonics chip. And on the silicon CMOS-like silicon photonics chip, we also integrated lasers, which are from a completely different material system, in this case, India phosphide. So heterogeneity, if we can use that word, is one of varied materials or varied foundry or both. So it is the ability to take the best of multiple walls and put them on a common substrate in close proximity to enhance the value and the performance of the final system. From a technology standpoint, what are some of the benefits of heterogeneous integration? From the technology point of view, there's also a commercial point of view. From a technology point of view, no one material system or no one foundry can get you everything you want. So sometimes the desire is to make the integration monolithic, meaning a single chip, and have all the functions included in the single chip. There are some downsides, a couple of downsides. One is the chip size grows, the power consumption, the power density grows, and at some point you reach what's called the reticle limit, the die that you can build as one coherent unit, you reach the limit and you can no longer 
put any more functions on a single die. So that forces you actually, even in the same material system, to break the functionality among multiple different dies on a single substrate. So when you go to that point, now you can pick different technology nodes for the other dies compared to the main die. The main die could be the advanced node, while the uh, typically it's the I.O. die could be in a different technology. Or if you used a memory, it's just on a completely different technology. Now you've managed to integrate. You've beaten the size limits, and you have managed to integrate technologies and devices from multiple different foundries. And if you take it a step further, so commercially, there are a lot of advantages you can as well see. You, you have diversified risk, a uh, better supply chain, and also a somewhat of a shortened cycle time when you can have these chips built at different foundries. And also, you just can't build them monolithically. That's one of the advantages of heterogeneous In our case, when we deal with a lot of analog components, silicon germanium probably has a better performance than silicon CMOS when it comes to high bandwidth, low noise amplifiers. So this allows us to actually get the best of both worlds in technology. And of course, lasers are only built out of the 3.5 system. So one is out of need. You just can't do it in a single system. Secondly, a diversified supply chain. And third, it just allows you to integrate systems into a larger and larger unit without having to rely on a single die. So, so what about this question? What about, you know, at a macro level, what does this mean for cloud data center infrastructure? A couple of things. One is, as we go to higher and higher speeds, close integration is critical, just purely from loss and bandwidth perspective. Heterogeneous integration allows you to do that, or just closer integration allows you to do that. And when things get integrated together on a common substrate, you save a lot on power that's needed to drive across large printed circuit boards between components. When you save on the power, you save overall power consumption and energy efficiency of the system. And third, it allows you to realize the types of functionalities that you have not been able to realize in the past. And fourth, actually, it's turning out as you integrate these components closer and closer together, they have a latency benefit. The latency refers to the time propagation of signals between processing units, and that allows for a better or rather a, a more efficient uh, computational model. So yes, there are several advantages uh, to integration from uh, not just from just the technology perspective of the ability to integrate or the uh, sort of the diversity in supply chain but from a number of other uh, application perspectives. And what are some of the use cases that come to mind? The one use case that we shared, which is becoming more important and more and more important in the paper, is co-packaged optics. The premise of the co-packaged optics 
is to bring optical interconnects closer to the electronic computational element or the electronic switching element. More often than not, traditionally CPO has been has been touted as integration of optics close to a switch ASIC. That does not have to be the case all the time. More and more in AI ML applications, we are talking about integrating optical components closer and closer to a computational element like a GPU or a a, a, a tensor PU type uh, processing unit type element. So in these applications, we eventually get to a point where these high bandwidth, high computation intensive elements have an optical IO. So you've sort of eliminated the communication bottleneck between the various elements. So heterogeneous integration allows you to place the higher bandwidth, lower loss, optical interconnect elements, lower power consuming optical interconnect elements as close as you can to all these electronic components, thereby eliminating the need uh, for larger and larger systems that end up consuming more power and dissipating more heat. So that would be a, a, an example. And just before we finish, are there any other use cases that you could share? Um, the other one that's commonly uh, used and actually is in, in, in full uh, sort of deployment right now is integration of memory uh, to processors. It's a, it's a very traditional application. So the access speeds to minimize the access speed bottleneck which in the computational and the memory element, increasingly people are resorting to heterogeneous integration. Although the components are of the same silicon node, putting them together via very short, very low power consuming interconnects, you achieve uh, both an increase, uh, both a advantage of lower latency and lower power consumption. That will be the other one, Chris. Rod, I wanted to say great work for you and your team on the white paper. Always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And thanks for joining today's episode. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, I very much appreciate the opportunity uh, to share the excitement in uh, two and a half D are generally in heterogeneous integration uh, with a larger audience. Thank you for listening to the Marvell Essential Technology Podcast. As always, please feel free to visit our website to learn more, and we'll see you on the next episode.